Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. A bit of a warning here, at this point in the Superman broadcasting, our collection of episodes gets a little bit spotty. This Midnight Intruder storyline has 13 parts, but we only have 8 of them. We have 1, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 13. We apologize for the inconvenience. Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive! Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend the steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Yes, fellows and girls, here is an important message for you. A message direct from our fighting marines in the Solomon Islands, echoed by our blue jackets on the high seas, by the boys who wear our army and navy wings, our troops in Africa, our commandos in England. In fact, by every man in the American armed forces, no matter where he may be. And here's the message. We're going to win this war, they say. We're going to wipe Hitlerism and fascism off the face of the earth. We've taken on the job, and we're going to see it through, but we can't do it alone. We can't do it without the help of every boy and girl and every man and woman back home. Now, we know the one way we can help those boys fight this war to a victorious finish is to see that they get all the guns and tanks and ships and planes they need. But those things require a lot of money, and that's where you and I come in. We help our government to buy those war materials by lending them our money by buying all the war stamps we possibly can. Why, right at this moment, there are American fighting men on the new front, and they're equipped with guns and tanks and protected by planes and ships that you help to buy. That is, if you've been buying war-saving stamps regularly. So let's make a promise to ourselves right now. Let's promise to buy war-saving stamps as often as we can. Tell mother and dad about it. See if you can't get them to give you a dime a day for a war stamp or even a dime every other day. And remember that every dime is important, because ten cents will buy five forty-five caliber bullets that can be used by our soldiers, sailors, and marines. Five dimes will buy enough fuel oil to take an American destroyer one full mile closer to its objectives. And a dime a day from all the fellows and girls in the United States will buy enough fast pursuit planes to blast Hitler's Luftwaffe right out of the sky. So start right now to do your share to help win this war. Remember this, every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Superman, in his disguise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter, solved the mystery of the broken statues by revealing that one of them contained the formula for a new and revolutionary explosive, little did he know that the adventure was just beginning. Neither Kent nor the police know exactly who is after the formula, though they suspect agents of a foreign power. We do know, however, 
For in our last episode, we overheard a conversation between two Japanese agents in Metropolis, Dojira Tokimura and a strange female known as the Leopard Woman, in which they planned to recover the formula. As we take up our story once again, our scene is police headquarters. Kent and Inspector Callahan are in the lineup room where prisoners brought in the night before are being examined. Listen. Hey, you got me all wrong. I didn't have nothing to do with it. Gilly or not Gilly? Okay, Gilly. Step down. Lose your mono. Lose your mono. Stop shoving. Get up there. I'm getting. Take it easy. Lose your mono. Elias, lose your log. Elias, lucky, lose your Elias. This is one of the thugs you captured in your apartment last night, Kent. One of the three who tried to get the statue away from you. Yes, I recognize him. Well, we didn't have much luck with the others. Huh? Let's see what we can get out of him. Yeah, you'll never convict me of nothing again. I'm wise now. See, I got myself a mouthpiece, see? That'll be enough of that, Lucio. Yeah. You'll answer a few questions here in the lineup. What kind of questions? I don't know nothing you'd want to know. Oh, I think you do. Mr. Kent, sitting on my right here, captured you and your sidekicks in his apartment last night. And what were you doing there? We was waiting for a streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, Lucio. Actually, as you told Kent later on, you were looking for that tenth statue. Now, what I want to know is, who hired you to get that statue? A guy named Claude. Claude? Yeah, Santa Claude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I admire you, Romano. I really do. Yeah? Yeah. You're pretty gay for a guy who's as close to a life sentence as you are. Nuts. I'm wise now. See, I got a mouthpiece. See? Your lawyer won't talk you out of this. It's an open and shut case. Two convictions, and this will be the third. And you were carrying a gun, Lucio. Mr. Kent will testify to that. That's a violation of the law. That'll make three convictions and a life sentence. Take him away. Step down. Now, wait a minute. You had your chance to talk. Take him away. Step down. I said, wait a minute. I got something to say. Your lawyer will do your talking. Look, Jack, give me a break, will you? I don't want no life sentence. Maybe, maybe what I know, what, what I can tell you, or maybe you'll be able to catch the guys that wanted that statue. We'll capture them anyway. Step down, I said. I tell you, you've got to give me a chance. I'll talk. I'll tell you anything you want to know. I don't want no life in terms. See, I have a... All right. Philip. Well, a guy comes to me the other night and tells me he wants that statue. Wants it quick, see? I asked him what he wants with the statue. He says, if I want the job, to shut my yacht and collect my dough. That's all. He gives me a century to do the job. hundred dollars, huh? Who was this man? I don't know. I swear I don't. I never saw the guy in my life. It, it's just another job, see? I never saw him before. I I, I give him the statue and, and collect my dough, and, and I never see him again. That, that's the way it figures, see? May I ask a question, Captain? Well, certainly, Ken. Go ahead. What did the man look like, this man who hired you? He was kind of, kind of short, dumpy. You're lying. Now, wait a minute. The man I... was tall and thin and wore a small mustache. How do you know so much? Yes, Ken, for heaven's sake. How you do you... played a hunch, Captain. I had an idea that the man who hired these thugs was the same man who impersonated Dr. Squires. The same man who killed that clown in his cell. Oh, I get it. You were supposed to meet this man later, Lucio? Yeah. It's two o'clock this morning outside the cigar store in Toyton, Maine. Hey, excuse me, Captain Callahan. Yes? The armored car is here, sir. Oh, uh, thank you. Mr. Kent and I will be right Captain, there. you got to believe me. I'm telling you the truth to help me. I never saw this guy before in my life. Shut up. Speak when you're spoken to. Oh, uh, Kent, the armored car has arrived to carry that formula to the proper authorities. Oh. We'd, uh, we'd better go. I'm afraid this is a waste of time. I think you're right, Captain. 
These three thugs are obviously tools hired by the man who impersonated Dr. Squires. Hardly any doubt that he's been warned that we're on his trail and our chances of getting hold of him now are pretty slim. Yes, well, we'll give these birds a further check over later, but I don't believe it'll do any good. <clears throat> Come on. All right. Right through here, Ken. Thanks, Captain. Yeah, my office is right across the corridor here. Yes, I know. Oh, well, hello, Corrigan. <laughs> you driving the armored car? Yes, my back's killing me as usual. My arthritis is acting up and my head feels like somebody's hitting it with a sledgehammer. But I'm driving, as usual. Nothing can stop you from the performance of your duty, eh, Corrigan? Uh, nothing, as usual. Uh, what they do is that bottle of pills. Oh, yeah, here they are. Excuse me, gentlemen. I take these pills for my sciatica. It's bothered me a little, as <laughs> usual. Corrigan, this is Mr. Kent. Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Oh, glad to know you, Corrigan. Uh, glad to know you. I was wondering if you'd object to my going along with you in the armored car. I certainly do. Yes, sir, I certainly do. Well, now, Corrigan, I don't think you need worry about Mr. Kent. I don't need to, and I'm not going to. We take no riders, them's orders, and I stick to orders. But Mr. Kent is the one who found this high-explosive formula after it had been stolen. I don't care nothing about that. All I know is it's my job to take it from one place to another place, and that's what I'm doing. Nobody else rides in my armored car except my buddy. I drive the car and he sits inside guarding whatever it is we're carrying. Uh, oh, what's wrong? My sciatic again. Them pills don't seem to do no good. Guess better take a couple more as usual. Well, Kent, looks as if you can't go. Mm -hmm. Now there's no reason why you should really. Corrigan never fails to deliver. Uh, I'd feel a lot safer if you told Corrigan what that formula means. All right, I will. It's a formula just invented by Professor Palmer Graves for a new type of explosive. There's been nothing like it since the Chinese invented gunpowder. One ounce of this stuff would be enough to blow up the Daily Planet building. Yes, we have excellent reasons for believing that certain foreign agents are trying to get their hands on it, you see. You can understand what it would mean, Corrigan, so far as this war is concerned, if they uh, succeeded. Uh, they won't, as usual. Uh... Where is the formula? Uh, it's in the wall safe. I'll get it out. Uh, i better give you an escort down to the car, too. Uh, I hope you understand the value of what you'll be carrying, Corrigan. I'm used to carrying valuables, Mr. Kent. Don't let it worry you none. I've been driving that armored car for, for 25 years and over. I ain't lost a single thing. Uh, oh, uh, where's them pills? Well, never you mind the pills. Now, here's the formula. What? Just this little envelope? That little envelope, Corrigan, may mean the winning or the losing of this war, depending on whether you get where you're going. Oh, stop your fretting, Cap. All right, you just wait here till I get a couple of men to take you down to the car. I'm not taking any chance. Hello? Now, this is Captain Callahan. Send a couple of men to my office at once, will you? I've got something that's mighty valuable that I want to... A short time later, escorted by two husky policemen... Corrigan carries the priceless formula for a new explosive to the armored car and sets off for his destination. Meanwhile, the Japanese spies have been busy. Knowing the route the armored car will take, they have made certain arrangements. Arrangements that have resulted in a huge truck being stationed at a dark intersection. Seated in the truck's cab are two men. Concealed in the rear of the truck are six other men armed with machine guns. The two men seated in the cab are talking. Listen. Hey, what time is it? Almost talk, Clark. That armored car ought to be here in a few minutes. You know what you got to do, don't you? They ought to. We've been over the whole thing a hundred times, ain't we? Yeah. 
Say, um, how you feel about uh, working for Japs? How you feel? Uh, sometimes I feel a little funny, you know? Like I got a conscience. What's that? What? Conscience. Well, conscience is a, is a thing that feels rotten when the rest of you feels good. Well, I feel fine. Yeah, me, I feel kind of funny. You know, working for Japs when the country is at war. Oh, what do you care? You ain't a citizen. You was in stuff for six years. Yeah, but, well, I got a conscience. Forget it. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I got to say one thing for them Japs. What? They pay good. They ought to. Holding up an armored truck and peanuts. The boys all set? Yeah, sure. Maybe we better go over what we gotta do. Nah, it's all you gotta do is drive this truck slam bang into that armored car. Hit it right, you'll turn it over. And then the boys will do the rest. Well, don't worry. I'm an expert at hitting trucks, so you turn them right over. I wasn't no hijacker for nothing. Why, I remember... Wait down. Huh? Here it comes. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see it. All right. You know what to do. You're on your own. You can come. Get started. Okay, let her have it! With a deafening crash, the armored truck turns over on its side, its wheels spinning madly. What will happen now? Will the Jap agent succeed in getting their hands on the valuable formula? And if they do, can Kent, even as Superman, recover it? Be sure to tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Fellows and girls, don't ever get the idea there's nothing you can do to help win this war. Of course, we can't all be members of Uncle Sam's armed forces because some of us are too young or too old. But that doesn't mean you can't get into this fight, no, sir. Because there's one big important thing we can do. We've got to see that our fighters are supplied with all the bullets and guns and tanks and ships and planes they need to wipe Hitlerism and fascism off the face of this earth. How? By buying all the war-saving stamps and bonds we possibly can. Because every time we buy a war-saving stamp or bond, we lend our government money with which to finance our fight. So remember, talk with Mother and Dad tonight about giving you an extra dime every day or every other day for war-saving stamps. Talk about it with all your friends. Get them to make a pledge with you to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual. <laughs>